There's a topic we've studied together many times that's on my mind right now, so I want to learn it with the Chavra. It'll be a few minutes, and we have to get to Seder, but it's on my mind now, so here goes. It's fascinating that a day on the calendar that in some way, maybe more, no, I owe you, maybe more than any other day on the calendar is a day of expression of Hashem's love of us, of our tremendous, tremendous connection to Hashem. And that day, Shmini Atzeres, is a day of Kuloi Ava, Stay one more day. It's the end. There's the months, the Yerech HaMayadim. The Mayadim go Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. So at the end of the last Mayad, we're done the Mayadim. And we go into a winter, a period devoid of Mayadim. But there's one more day of like the Spitz Ava. A day of Ikvi Imi Yoyim Echad. I love you. I love you. I need you to stay. I don't want to part. Tremendous, tremendous day of love. And on that day of supreme love is the most quiet day. There are no mitzvahs. Shemini Atzeres has no mitzvahs, of course, and Chutzlar, it's Suffolk, but Shemini Atzeres, the chefs are called Shemini Atzeres, is a day devoid of mitzvahs. And it seems so strange. On a day of supreme love, I would think a mitzvah is our way of connecting to Hashem. A mitzvah is our way of connecting to Hashem. There should be some mitzvah we could like. <laughs> it's almost like Bakram always complained the sideway hug that we don't know what to do. It's like not fair to me. What do I do? Shmini Atzeris is like a sideway hug, but Hashem, I want to hug you back. It's a sideway hug. Hashem, you love us. No. No mitzvahs. What's the pshat? <clears throat> There's a topic I discuss in yeshiva a lot because the Western world, Shua, is so messed up on this topic. Remarkably, remarkably just confused on this subject. As a society, maybe from the most confused subjects is this topic. So I speak about it to the guys in yeshiva a lot, and I want to talk about it here for a few minutes. A bachar's dating, so we've discussed many times a trick, how he knows if the girl's good for him. We discuss silent compatibility. Now, I always have the 10th grade version of silent compatibility, but you're older than 10th graders. I want you to know the imek. And the Aymek is very, very important because this is probably from the most missing ingredients in a Western culture. Silent compatibility, of course, means that if you're dating a girl, if it's quiet and it's comfortable, it's a very good sign. When you're with somebody you don't like, or you're with somebody you don't know particularly, you guys get rides up to yeshiva or from yeshiva back. If you don't know the person and it's quiet, it's murderous. It's like awkward, there's a tension. I have a somebody I'm very close to who like always quickly falls asleep. Whether they're sleeping or not, they fall asleep. It's like there's a tension, it's quiet, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. 
Today, some people just put on headphones, all different tricks, how to avoid that. But in the silence, there's something tense. Somebody you're close to, there's complete comfort in silence. You sit there, mamish, comfortable. Silent compatibility. The deeper vert to silent, that's the, the, the external vert. The deeper vert is as follows. There's something called tools of friendship, and there's something called friendship. A handshake, a hug, are tools of friendship. The purpose of tools of friendship is friendship itself. Tools of friendship's overlaid, overrated. Tools of friendship are completely, completely overrated topic, tools of friendship. Completely overrated tools of friendship. Deeper than tools of friendship is friendship. Friendship's not overrated. Friendship's deep. The purpose of tools of friendship are for friendship. Silent compatibility means that you have friendship. Even when we're not speaking, even when the tools aren't there. Now speak. Of course you should speak. Nobody should silent compatibility. He's not talking to his wife. Where kids talk in the car. Always be mechazic with tools. But make sure you're producing friendship. A husband and wife, to a secular person, the shot of the laws of Meda, to a secular person, they have such ridiculous understanding of periods when her husband and wife are taking away tools of friendship. And the secular person, this is so Western, the bizarre Western person who thinks the Icar is tools of friendship, says, ah, it keeps the tools of friendship exciting. <laughs> that's, that's where their marriages go, not to very good places. The purpose is friendship, and we have periods every month from a, a Tyredika home where you remove tools of friendship because your icker focus is friendship. It's two people that are hold of each other, care about each other, trust each other, are, are deeply interested in the benefit of the other one. Friendship. Friendship is the most profound feeling that you and I crave. It's fascinating when you hear guys speak the last night of the year, what comes out the most, more than anything in the world that plagues people is a feeling of loneliness. It's the deepest, deepest craving of a human being for friendship. It's the deepest craving. And a human being feels a certain loneliness. He shouldn't be afraid of that. He's craving friendship. He's craving. I'm sick, Hashem, for connection to you. I want friendship, closeness. I don't want to be alone. That's a craving, the most profound craving. For many years, guys, I, for many, many years, I, I, I want to understand things. I would try to figure out. There's always in a group, we have 200 guys in yeshiva. In a group of 200, there are always two or three guys, four one, there's always in that range, one to four guys who crave having friends and all other 198 guys run away from him. He's like clingy to a degree. If you become friends with him, your life's over. Like you have to give too much. So everybody runs. And this guy's trying to get a friend. He goes around the yeshiva. He's crazy clingy and craving a friend to a degree. He needs it so badly. Everybody runs away. 
Because to be friends to him, you have to like give forfeit your life, mamish. <laughs> you get owned and overwhelmed, and the natural instincts you run away. And for many, many years, I was trying to figure out that guy to help him. What can I give to him? I know the behavior towards him has to be assertive. You have to be extra assertive because if you're not assertive, the way he does friendship. You'll be just another person who hates him. So that person, you have to be extra, extra assertive to. No, not now. No, I'm sorry. And that's for sure, but that doesn't solve him. That just solves that you can, can like him. You could be the rare person who likes him. If you're not assertive, you'll be join the rest of the world who can't stand him. If you're very assertive, you'll be the rare person who actually likes him because he doesn't eat you alive. But the question is, how do you resolve what he has? And what I have figured out about that guy is he incap- He doesn't hold he's lovable. The guy himself doesn't feel lovable. If you don't feel lovable, you'll never feel the love of somebody else, which precludes you from friendship. He's addicted to tools of friendship and can't get friendship. He only has tools. That's all he has. A lot of Western society relates to this. I have seen people who are not capable of relationship become very, very driven. In the Western culture, there's a lot of disgusting things people are looking at. They're addicted to physical because they're missing what's much more deep and satisfying. They're missing friendship. So tools of friendship and all its pretend things become, become the focus of such a society devoid of friendship. Tools of friend, tools of friendship, nothing, it's, it's just all shallow. Nothing satisfies. Tools of friendship never are satisfying. That guy who's so clingy, you're friends with certain people, and if you don't spend time, you're still very close. Sammy and I don't get to spend much time together. He lives in Eretz I promise we both feel deeply close. We fought together. We worked in a yeshiva. We brought it. I want to spend, we both want to spend more time. We still feel a deep closeness. You'll, you'll even think you have some friends you spend less time than a guy you spend more and he doesn't feel anything. There's something called friendship. Two people who know there's a care for each other. They're, there's a harach, an appreciation of each other. That's friendship. Friendship is very not overrated. It's very satisfying, very, very deep friendship. Somebody's in your parents to their children are profoundly, and, and we can give our child friendship, a deep and profound friendship and relationship unequivocally, no question, no matter on your behavior, you can imagine, when we speak about parents loving, without, without unconditional love, you're giving friendship. Conditional love, you didn't just steal, sometimes you're angry at him. The kid doesn't walk around friendship. A lot of the loneliness of kids, they didn't get a love from a parent that's deep, that they feel friendship. Just friendship. It's not. It, I see guys. Even there are guys who do something. They're like worried. That's it. Maybe uh, I'm out. I'm like I'm not, no. It's not like that. It's not friendship. Friendship's not. not is not fair weather. Friendship. That guy who's very clingy is addicted to tools of friendship because he can't feel friendship. The only real solution, I told the guy in Yeshiva this year, the only way you're craving friendship until you know you're lovable. And he has to work, go on walks and learn he's lovable. Then he'll feel love from somebody else. Then he'll be shy to friendship. He will not be addicted to tools of friendship. It's a Gemara. What I'm saying is nothing short of a Gemara. But we're so don't take Gemara seriously enough. 
So we see Chazal and we tend to just, we don't take what, what's being told. What I just said is a Gemara, nothing short. The Gemara says in Sukkah that there's an Averecha, there's a limb on the body that Maspia, if you seek to satiate it, if you're always into that limb, Mariva, you'll always be hungry. If you're into tools of friendship and that's it, that's what you look, you're always craving that, Mariva, you'll always be starving. But Mariva, if you don't always, if you're not so into it, you're not, you, you, you don't always satisfy that, Maspia, you'll be satisfied. And that's precisely what the Gemara is expressing, that if you run after tools of friendship and that's all you want, you'll always be hungry. You'll never have enough because it's just, it's not satisfying. Tools of friendship are not an end game. They're only a hichetimsa to make friendship. Friendship is profound. Friendship is like, we live for friendship. We live for, for friendship, for the deep, deep sense of being close to somebody. We live for friendship. And that's the, that's the ikri yisayid, is that the Western world is, is, is going with sugar from tools of friendship, devoid of, devoid, of, devoid of friendship itself. So they're going with sugar for tools of friendship. We are craving friendship. Of course, there are tools to create friendship. To me, it seems obvious that the day of greatest expression of love of Hashem and us, there are no mitzvahs, silent compatibility. There are no mitzvahs, a day of friendship. We had tools, we had seven days of sukkahs, we had a Pesach, we had, a, we had Yom Tovim leading up with tools of friendship, but then there's a day itself, a quiet day, you leave your sukkah, put down your lulav and esr, no, no tools, it's just friendship. You and I, friendship itself, no tools of friendship. Understand I love you. Understand I'm into you. Understand that I care about you. Friendship itself. That's all of us are striving in relationship for friendship itself. I think in a, in a marriage, to understand this, we're striving for friendship. Two people whose minds are on each other, two people who respect each other, two people who are there for each other profoundly. I'm there for you. I'm there for you. And profoundly there for you. I want to I wanna say something about marriage. Akiva Balsam gives a share every Shabbos. He says some wonderful things. He says some wonderful things. He said something that he said something that I think that, that I that, that I that he worded it in ways that I liked a lot. It's something that I have felt for a while. I want to share with you. I have asked guys. I have asked guys for 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 a long time. You married ten years, and in the middle of the night, your wife asks you to get your medicine to get her medicine. She has a toothache. She says, three in the morning, get, get me medicine. Why are you going? Why are you going? Yehuda Murray's here this question. Guy's married 10 years, and his wife wakes up in the middle of the night, says, I have a toothache. Could you get me medicine? Could you run to the pharmacy, 15-minute drive, pick up medicine, and bring it home? Why are you going? A Western man says, because I love her. The worst answer. It's the worst answer you can give in the world. Western, I'm not a Western man. Says, I love her. Hey, he's so proud of his answer. Says, I love her. 
They're not doing so well in the West with marriage. He goes, you know why your yid goes? You know why you're going to go? Because you're not a liar, because you promised. Because you made a Kenyan at the chasna, sheira, ksusa, vainasala, yigara. I committed. I committed. Because I committed. I made a Kenyan. You're going to pick up, you're going to do chalipin. You're going to make a Kenyan, it's part of your ksuba, that I'm going to take care of her physical and emotional needs, and I'm not a liar. And get it done. You promise to take care of her. It has nothing to do because you love her. You promise to take care of her. Shayra. Now we sound so unromantic. The Goyim Geshma, because he loves her, and the Yid, like the, the Lakewater, us Lakewaters, Hevra. So us Lakewaters, why is he going? Because I made a Kenyan. <laughs> it's like, it's real, like romance is flying there. Like. <laughs> so we sound pathetic. You're only, you've been westernized, and I want to tell you that we are producers of love, and they're observers of love. What if your wife asked you why you went? What do you think? Because I made a kid. <laughs> I, I want to explain it. She could understand it too. And I want to explain it that we are producers of love. They're reporters. In the Western world, if a guy says to a girl, I love you, what I would recommend to her is run. Run fast. I love you in the Western world means you make me feel good. It's like saying it's raining outside. I have no say. I love you means you make me feel, that's what it means. You make me feel good. It's raining outside. And then they say, I don't love you anymore. The Western world, I love you just means you make me feel good. And then one day they say, I don't love you, don't make me feel good. Oh, it's just not raining. They come so ernst. The Westerners come to the Rub's house. This has happened many times in all different versions. I just don't love her anymore. It just stopped raining. (laughs) Shrug. So, Aaron's, they're so sincere about it. They come like this couple, we just fallen out of love. Like, such nice people. <laughs> and they're like so innocent, like they observe, I just don't love her anymore. Shrug, shrug. <laughs> they come like it's such a serious shout. What do you want? Like, what, what should I do? So they have the solution of the Western. You fell out of love. Okay. Gershon is that you're allowed to get divorced, and so ends it. We've, I just don't love her anymore. That's what I love you means in their world. You're completely a reporter of something. It's a place where, like, like they come so errants, like, I just don't love him. Because they once observed love, and now they observe no love. <laughs> Shucks. Okay, it's never tragic, they get the worst. In our world, I love you means I'm committed to you no matter how you make me feel. That's what it means, I love you. I am committed to you no matter how you make me feel. That's what I love you means. We make a commitment. I'm committed to you. I love you when a yid says, that's what he's saying to her, I am committed to you no matter how you make me feel. That's my commitment to you. By the way, we're creators of love. So the guy three, and what's he telling his wife? Of course I'm committed. I'm in. I love you. But I love you not the Western love. I'm a reporter of love. I've committed my love to you. Yeah, I've committed to you. It's not about, I don't look into how I'm feeling. By the way, we create tremendous feelings. Of course, when you give, of course. Uh, we're not observers of love. We're creators of love. Personal lives like that. He committed. What's wrong with you? You committed. What do you do? You're still a liar. See your commitment. That's what it means. You committed to something. 
The difference between schools and yeshivas. This is when I call a school. I don't care. You know, you know people have it artificial. What's a Jewish song and Goyish song? Like what song is a yamak? I don't know how you put yamak as gear. I don't know how it works. I have my own version of Jewish. Is, it, is that a Jewish song? <laughs> the things people call Jewish, I think are goyim. You know, everybody has this conservative view of what Jewish is also. I don't, so a school and a yeshiva, the difference to me of school and yeshiva <coughs> is secular love is a school. I love you to a bacher. My commitment to God said to teach banim. If the school is, if you make us look good and feel good, we'll be good to you. If not, you're out, you're a secular school, you're public school. I don't care what type of yarmulke you wear, you're still not a yeshiva. A yeshiva is vishinantam levanecha. I'm committed to you no matter how you make me feel and look. If you're a yeshiva, so then the commitment to the bach, you, you took him in vishinantam levanecha, he's now your ben. If you don't know what a ben is, okay, so that's them. You have secular love, you're a public school. Public schools are places, people study stuff, good stuff. Your public school has better subjects, better classes. The different ones, you have Talmud in your public school. That's not a yeshiva. The yeshiva is vishinant muvanechas, you're ben. So I love you, I love you means my commitment to you is no matter how you make me feel and look, and it's not about that. I've committed, I've committed. That's what I love you in our world means. I have committed. When we live with this commitment, we have what's called friendship. We don't just have tools of friendship. You know somebody has a commitment to you. And is committed in that relationship is profound. There's somebody who's made a king, is committed, committed to caring for me, committed to my success. There's somebody out there with a commitment to me that's profound, that's deep. There's, there's big Shilas. Yisrael, Yisrael joins the Yidden. Yisrael joins the Yidden. After the battle with Amalek, Yisrael comes and joins the Yidden. After the battle, he hears Kriyas Yamsuf, and Yisrael doesn't come yet. We battle Amalek, and Yisrael comes. The war against Amalek was like, I don't even know if it was a nace. You don't find specifically it was a miracle. We beat Amalek. Some, some people attacked us. They even knew they would lose Amalek, by the way. And we beat them back. You know, in a sechsuch, we were actually a very confident nation. We had just gotten out of Egypt. We were really in a powerful state. The whole world was scared of us. Amalek attacked us. It seems like even Amalek knew they would lose. And we beat them. And Amalek just wanted to show we're not untouchable. We beat the stuffings out of Amalek. Yisrael comes and he joins the Jewish people. And a lot, the Bar Yisrael, Yisrael Salant asks, he saw, he saw a much bigger, he saw Kriyas Yamsuf. That didn't move him to join us. We beat Amalek and he's in. So much is written, what about Amalek, why he came? There's a beautiful answer from the Bar Yisrael that I don't want to talk about now. What I want to say perhaps is in the relationship... Okay, so they're excited about each other, Hashem and the Jewish people. Amalek came when we doubted. There was some sechsuch. And they pulled through. This relationship is permanent. It's not a fair weather friend. He joined the Jewish people. This is not, this is not one that is romance, that is, I love you. It's not a secular, I love you. Seder, I'm into you. 
This is a different. He saw in the relationship Hashem and us to come join Yisrael had like the thoughts of Chachamim. He doesn't see the moment. Okay, so there's some excitement, romance. But he saw Klal Yisrael fell. Ayesh Hashem B'Kibbin Amalek attacked. There was Rafa Yudayim. There was some Rifyan. There was some falling out in the relationship. And Hashem is with them. This relationship is not, this is not built. This is not an I love you, you make me feel good. This is an I love you of commitment. Said, I'm going to join that people. This is a connection that's lasting. This is a connection that's deep. This is not, I love you, you make me feel good. This is not, I love you, I'm committed to you. I have a commitment to you. I want to, I wanted to share these couple of things that's on my mind. And I think we're, we're in a Western culture that has so many beautiful aspects. Beautiful aspects. And I dare say, I'm not here, I happen to look, the country and Hashem so kind to us, and each thing is what we need. Any observer of this country knows that it's bringing out, by the Yetzirahs, by the Taivas, this country is announcing, we crave connection, we crave relationship, so we have to study it better. But the country's etzem announcement is a, is a, is a world that's craving something in a profound way. In a profound way. Abacher spoke the last night in Yeshiva. He described a lot of difficulties he went through. The place, it was very, very moving speech. And he spoke beautifully about experience and traumas he went through. And he expressed, he had the courage to say, I was looking for something. I was lonely and looking for something. Instead of just when a person's even looking at inappropriate things and just beating themselves up and trying, of course they should stop because it's not giving them what they're looking for. But the akara that I'm looking for something is very good. Then we have to study. I'm looking for friendship. What is friendship? How to acquire friendship? I'm looking for that friendship, for that connection that a human being so desperately wants, so badly wants friendship and relationship. I think these two parts, these two sugas, there are many sugas in friendship. The two sugas of friendship, the commitment to the next person, that's not totally how you feel. A lot of the guys who express loneliness, I think much of the commitments to them were not ones of friendship. The commitment of friendship is I'm there no matter how you make me feel. That's what a parent is to his child and has to be to a child. It's, this friendship is not, that's it, that's it. I always tell parents, don't go glow. That's it. You've lost my trust. I'm disappointed in you. They're going like global. They're going like big picture. No, you did a stupid thing. Yell at the kid. But my friendship is not touchless. I see the way guys respond when they do something wrong. They defy. So it's so It's over. It's over, what? I thought we had a friendship. By its nature, a friendship means when you make a mistake, it's not over. That's what friendship means by its nature. It's not over from a mistake. We have relationship. I'm going to share a word. I'm jumping around because my mind is jumping around right now. But I want to, I want to, there's a word I've shared with the guys, but it brings out relationship and connection, what it means. And by its nature, that's the real time of relationship and friendship. When there's something your kid did that's not right, I got a call this summer. <coughs> wonderful parents who get it. Their kid was arrested this summer. How should their response be? So I said, Mama, what are you feeling? I love my son. 
That's the t- this is the time. Not to, she, the, the, there's a sogya enabling. All these things tell them all to be quiet. You feel ava. You feel ava. That was the. I told I, I've we, we the cash was asked in Sulam. And I want to share a different answer that a Yid spoke from right there, a little near with Shlomis, and he asked us a kasha, beautiful kasha, and I would like to explain what I think the answer to his question is. The Yid asked, there's a halacha, that if, uh, picture the scene, be, be visual, Hebra. You have a flock, Binyamin, you have a flock of sheep. Shmak. Sheep, somebody spoke to Shabbos, sheep are very vulnerable. Sheep are remarkably vulnerable. Ray Brownstein said, he's right. Sheep have no protection. Like every animal, it's interesting to think about the protection. Some animals are very fast. Some have a geschmacker kick, a geschmacker bite. They have all different, a little poison epis. Something that me and Yisrael Meir are very into animals. Yisrael Meir could darish into you for a long time about it. For a long, long time about it. The guy Yisrael, Yis, the two best who know animals that I know of in my life are Yisrael Mayer Kalish and Daniel Munchik. We were in my back, I was, I was in my dining room after the yeshiva. Where are we ended. going? What, how, where are we coming from? Yeah, I'm not going to remember anything. I'm for sure not going to remember. I'm for sure not going to remember, but I, I'm just going this way anyway, but I'm not going to remember. I lost my throat. Well, anyway, we the man over there. Oh, very good, very good, very good. So I was in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. You can't blame. He's the no, one. Who's, he's. It's Johnny says we've been doing great. Me and Johnny were great, but we don't care where we end up. The best is we want to ask to bring us back. He's the GPS. Oh, John, you're We were in my kitchen, and I look at out the window out the window and I saw a gore- after this man Hashem sent me a gift and there was a stunning yellow bird in my backyard stunning it had like a black stripe and a gorgeous there are a lot of stunning birds in Connecticut you notice right there the gorgeous birds there are a lot of cardinals blue jays that we've seen all the time cardinals and blue jays and there are other they're just other they're very large birds birds of prey we have living in my backyard now for a while wild turkeys they come this season there's a, there's a mom and dad and a whole bunch of little we saw them mamish from youth and there are a lot of interesting animals very cool birds of prey there's cool Connecticut has a lot of birds in my backyard, the first time ever, I see this gorgeous yellow bird. So I showed my family, we all looked. Daniel Munch was eating breakfast, looks up, says, wow, a finch. <laughs> I was like, so everyone was like, Daniel, you made that up. Like, <laughs> you don't, that's not a finch. Yo-Yo looks on his phone, like shows everybody a finch, a golden finch. <laughs> the guy knew, like, if I'm, I'm waiting now for the next 40 years to see it. I want to be with a group of guys, and I want to just yawn. Here, finch. <laughs> like, you're not letting know that's a finch. You're just not. I never heard of a finch in my life. Now I saw and then Daniel, Daniel Munchik eating his cereal said finch. Yisrael Mayer admitted he didn't know that one. Know. He caught Yisrael. You can't catch Yisrael Mayer. Many animals, but he was right. It was a finch. The bottom line is, here a guy has, I remember now, thanks, Vezzi, a guy, <laughs> a guy has a flock of sheep. And sheep are very vulnerable. 
They don't have many ways to protect, and they're very desirable. The shmak, a lamb chap, a very little way of protecting. And comes some, some prey, comes some prey, some wolf, and decimates the guy's flock of sheep. This is Parnassa, and it decimates his flock of sheep. <clears throat> his flock is gone. I can't, the frustration. Whoever read the book, The Holy Woman, knows that the Kramers, these Sadiqim, were farmers. And at one point, they were raising chickens, and it was worth a lot of money. And their whole, I don't know if you call a flock of chickens, we have to ask Israel Mayor or Dan Munchik. I don't know what you call a chevra, kvutz of chickens, <laughs> but, but whatever you call them, <laughs> a coop, maybe like a chicken coop. Is the, is the coop the structure or the chevra? <laughs> okay, a chevra of chickens. <laughs> We're going to fact check this Today with Google you can't make things up guys. The Kitzer Advarim is Is that she was very very upset The whole The whole flock It's called the flock The flock of the chevra of chickens Were all decimated She was very very devastated so here a guy has a guy has a whole bunch of sheep, it's his livelihood, and they get decimated. And what happened? He had a watchdog. And the watchdog was chasing a squirrel and ran like a mile chasing some squirrel, got distracted. Because his trusty watchdog got distracted, comes the wolf and decimated his flock. Shucks. What's the guy feeling emotionally? He wants to wring the neck of his watchdog. He wants to do... All he could think of doing... <laughs> he's seething. His watch... You ran after a squirrel. He's pulling out his hair like, oh, no, you didn't. He ran after a, a thing of, of squirrels, a squirrel, and, the, and the, you let the wolf came. What does God say? I think you should take all, the guy comes back, all his sheep are all a bunch of trefus. They're all usher to shechtanit. I think you should feed it to the dog because he watched for 10 years, he did a good job. That's not what you're feeling. And Hashem says, and says the Sifur, gratitude. Gratitude. He was a watchdog. It's time for gratitude. Yes, this Rav who spoke here, he said, gratitude? You're smoking mad. What do you mean gratitude to the dog? What I think the answer is, gratitude creates relationship. I'm appreciative. And I think the answer is that the time, what shows your gratitude is when it withstands stuff. That there's, a, there's something built here. I'm appreciative. I owe you. I'm committed to you. The time, the, the question of your gratitude is what can it withstand? Everybody says thank you. Say thank you. Not say thank you. Owe. Pay. Have a sense of responsibility towards. The gratitude, first, he watched for 10 years. I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative. The question on your appreciation is what happens when, when he messes up? That's the question of the commitment towards. That's the question. Do you really have gratitude and appreciation? They messed up. 
When you have no relationship, when you just have tools, the feelings of the moment, so they messed up, now I'm mad. Mom did it. Now's the time for gratitude when you're angry at mom. When mom messed up, quote unquote. Now is the time for gratitude. This is, this is the question of your gratitude. Do you have relationship here? Yes, something was different. Yes, they messed up. Now is the question of gratitude. and Throw it to the dog. This is the time, this is the question of your gratitude. If you know about narcissism, one of the main things, they have no gratitude. And if my messes up, it's like they're livid. Um, it's weird. You're behaving weirdly. I mean, she's done a lot for you. <laughs> but there's no buildup of gratitude. They say thank you. I'm so appreciative. Thank you. But it's nicker that there's never a buildup of gratitude. There's no sense that I, that, that, what do you mean? What, what the person did for you. And Hashem says the gratitude to the dog specifically is expressed when the dog messed up. That's the time that shows you have something that's permanent. It's not a love and an appreciation that, 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 that can't withstand an attack of a wolf. Yeah, they messed up in a wolf attack. Now is the time that there's gratitude, but there's appreciation, but there's commitment towards. So these are the, the real two nikudas that I wanted to share today is that we're striving for friendship. Don't be like, don't get confused from the Western world that once... Friendship, don't ever mix up tools of friendship and friendship. Tools of friendship are wonderful, but they're meant for friendship. Tools of friendship, minus friendship, is overrated, not important, temporary, unsatisfying, very finite. Friendship's eternal. Friendship lives. Friendship endures. We're striving for friendship. All, the, all that we're striving for when you marry your girls that you have friendship. Of course they're tools. Of course they're tools. Meant to use good conversation and much conversation and time spent. These are all very important tools. But the goal is two people who it's obvious firmly they're in friendship. The second point that I wanted to make is what it means, the commitments of friendship. I love you. I love you. Commitments, commitments that create friendship, that create love. We're, we have the capacity to create love, to create the connections. I love you by the secular, just observation. They're observers of feelings. It's raining, I love you. Literally, in the Western world, a boy says to a girl, a girl says, well, I love you, just run away. Because <laughs> all their songs, did you notice Gaius songs end with frustrated love? It never works. They can't like it. They can't understand it. She broke my heart. I broke his heart. Toodlooms. It never works because they're not. They're just observers of. I have news for you. You know, in thirty days, six months, there's going to be other feelings. They can't like come to terms because just I love you, and then I don't. She loved me, and then she didn't. It's just they're just observers of, and thus the endings are what their endings are. We are not observers. We are people that have the capacity creators of. And so the term I love you by us means something different than by then much. By us, three in the morning. And the guy says to his wife, what's that? I'm, yeah, of course I'm committed to you. That's a deeply good feel. Oh, you're committed to me. It's not, a, it's not an emotional, what, it, what it's making me feel this minute. This, I, so if, if you want it to sound a little, don't say, because I made a Kenyan. I have a commitment to you. I have a commitment. I'm committed. That's a deep, that's a tremendous feeling for any sophisticated person. The other one is committed to me. 
That's the deepest any intelligent person. The our world, our liquid world of I'm committed to you versus the secular world of I love you. I, I love you. The secular world is shallow and ridiculous. No, it's disconnected to the person themselves. It's not, not, not no shaykh is the person themselves. It's an emotional, some reactor that went off in the brain. By us, I'm committed to you. It's very much connected to me. I'm committed. You know what it means? I have a commitment to you. By the way, when you take a bachar into yeshiva, the line has to be to yourself. The second you say yes to the bachar, you return the call, I'm taking you, it means I am committed to you. You're my ben. I'm committed to you. If it's, oh, it's committed, well, if you don't make me feel, you don't make us look, you're out. Is that, I thought he was your Ben. I thought he was your Ben. Oh, he's not your Ben anymore? You have a funny version of Vanecha. <laughs> Very fascinating version of Vishnant Vanecha. If you decided this is your Ben, he's your Ben. Your Ben means you're committed. <laughs> Let's get Rabbi, this is what I wanted to share. Let's get Rabbi Say to first say You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.